0: Hello, and welcome to the Health Advocate Podcast, Episode 4. My name is Lisa Roby, and I'm the Engagement and Business Director here at the Australian Healthcare and Hospitals Association. Today, I'm speaking with Professor Claire Jackson, Director of the University of Queensland and MARTA Research Institute Centre for Health System Reform and Integration, and Professor in Primary Care Research at the Primary Care Clinical Unit. Claire, welcome, and thank you for speaking with me today.
1: Thank you very much for having me
0: involved. Claire. When you hear someone start the sentence with the words "Healthcare integration," what are a few of the words you expect to hear next? To be honest, Lisa, after all these years, I expect to hear anything
1: because I think the term still as difficult to grapple with now as it probably was when we first started talking healthcare integration really in the early 90s so I expect anything people can be talking about care coordination they can be talking about better linking up uh, care for individuals clinically they can be talking about trying to address the fragmentation at a state or national level in care and um they could be talking about health policy initiatives at either national or international level. So it's a uh, one of the issues I'd like to talk about and uh, have some discussion about at the conference is how we really get our arms around meaningfully what we mean by integration. I still use the Macquarie Junior Dictionary definition uh, of healthcare integration or integration, which is bringing together disparate parts into a whole because I really think that's the key thing we all agree on. And so from a patient's point of view, that's going to be involving everyone, not only in their healthcare delivery, but potentially in their social care um, support as well and mental health support. Um, Locally, that might involve regional health services, primary care, hospital, um, residential aged care, Uh, working together on clinical arrangements or around shared clinical information sharing and IT. At national and state level, it might be all about policy. Uh, So there are very, very many sectors and potential interactions in healthcare and social care that we can lift. But I think at the end of the day, what we're all trying to do is really assist patients, families, communities who consistently find it very, very difficult to access the right care at the right time for the particular health needs they have.
0: So with all of that in mind, what are some of the drivers you think need to be in place to really result in that truly integrated care? And when we're thinking about the people who be at the Congress, what can hospital leaders do to really support those drivers to take place? Uh, So I think the first thing is to have a
1: common vision. Uh, I think probably the exemplar I look at internationally is the work that Canterbury has done over a very long time now, nearly 20 years, to really try and focus their service delivery firmly around patients. And that means putting the patient right at the centre of the care. Whereas often when we plan and think about service delivery, we think about our organisation or our client base or our population base. So I think the the very first thing we need to do is start looking at a common vision and probably the easiest way to do that is at a local population level. Um, then I think we need to think of two things. I think we need to think about the things that will really help enable us to move from really a 1970s model of care delivery that works very well for episodic care but very poorly for chronic um, disease management, social care, and then I think we need to look at the barriers. So the sort of enablers, I think, which we're starting to now see come forward quite well, uh, would be policy um, development. Uh, the big challenge is now enacting that policy, and whilst the spirit is willing, the flesh is often very weak, um, <laughs> and there's not reasons for that. It involves huge change, and I think Canterbury's shown how long and uh, how uh, recurrently you need to really be going back to your common vision and bringing everyone with you. I think our funding and resourcing levers are really based very much around acute care and the model that we have developed in that area rather than really being about where's care best delivered for populations with particular need. I think our training and professional development really need uh, a regroup and it's really exciting in this country to see groups like the Royal uh, Australian New Zealand College of Physicians looking at really preparing a training program to bring their graduates and new fellows into brave new world. Uh, I think we're doing a really good job on looking at clinical care pathways that span across the continuum that's been uh, a big plus and we're doing quite a lot around shared IT and informational continuity. But I think healthcare is also, in social care, about the people. And so I think getting a better linkage and knowledge between all the various people in different organisations caring for similar populations is very difficult. Uh, and the final barrier is the elephant in the room of governance, uh, which is who holds the money and uh, where does the buck stop when the wheels come off? And I think really looking at exciting new approaches to governance, such as again in New Zealand Alliance contracting or in areas in, um, internationally around regional groups that share accountability for the delivery of health outcomes across a population are also really exciting. I'm looking forward to sharing a lot of that uh, at the conference in two months.
0: Sounds fantastic. So one of the terms that I often hear people describe integration or person-centred care as is a holy grail. But as we know, the holy grail has never been found. So do you think the quest we're on towards integrated care will be successful? And what are some of those measures that will help us see that we're actually on the right path, that we are moving towards that, um, that holy grail, as we like to term it?
1: Yes, and I think we've known for a long time what we need to do. It's just that turning around our health systems uh, that are so complex with uh, very good clinicians, managers, policy folk who are very busy trying to keep their current day initiatives rolling and at the same time trying to engineer a new system is very challenging. I think what we really need to do now is invest in some really concrete measures to reinforce what we're trying to do and remind people that this change is as important as what they are doing day to day in their current roles. So I think uh, first and foremost, we need some good patient measures uh, around healthcare integration, what's that look like for our patients and communities and how we measure that. I also think it's time for us to have some KPIs, some key performance indicators that actually link in with our daily roles and reviews around how we've actually moved care delivery to better suit uh, patients' healthcare needs, particularly those with complex chronic conditions, mental health issues, and social care needs. I think we really need to look at funding levers um, in an environment where no one ever has enough resources and enough funding. We really need to look at uh, very carefully at making sure we put some governance arrangements around our resourcing so that it makes it easier to deliver new models of care. Um, And I think uh, what that looks like in Bulia, um, in remote Western Queensland, what that looks like in inner city Melbourne, what that looks like in Dublin, what it looks like in um, Iceland is, is really going to be driven by local priorities and local starting points. And I think the conference will be a fantastic opportunity to look at sharing some successes, but also failures, uh, or as we say in my business, learning opportunities, so that we can look
0: at how we can better our initiatives going forward. So bringing up the Congress, on a a personal level, what are you looking forward to experiencing there? Well, I think it will be a fabulous opportunity to
1: listen and learn and share. Uh, This only happens in Australia once every 20 years or so, so I know the uh, momentum that's building here and the excitement about hosting the event. Uh, I'm really looking forward to building some new networks, uh, new alliances, sharing this sort of innovation that's happening all over the world, uh, but is quite slow to move into mainstream practice Um, and maybe looking at some international initiatives that can help us move forward more rapidly. So yes, a, a, a huge opportunity and looking forward to it greatly.
0: Wonderful. And we're looking forward to you joining us. So Professor Claire Jackson, thank you for joining us on the Health Advocate podcast today. If you'd like to hear more from Claire, make sure you are there at the World Hospital Congress and attend her session on the 11th of October. Claire, thank you again. Thank
1: you very much, Lisa.